I am grateful to once again be before your presence this morning. This is my final sermon here at Dolphin Way. Um, I was talking to my dad and I said, there's so much I want to say. And he said, Sheila, just get up there and preach the gospel. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to do. So I want to read back into your hearing a couple of verses from Acts chapter 2, actually four verses. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house while they were seated. Divided tongues as a fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for moments like these that will never be repeated again. Lord, I ask that you remove anything from our hearts that will hinder us from hearing from you. We thank you, God, for your grace, your love, and your mercy. And we thank you for your presence today. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen. There is a story told where a young girl is flying a kite. If you've ever flown a kite before, like I have many times with my daughter, you'll understand it can be quite difficult. You have to set the kite up just right so the wind will catch it. I am proof that it is quite difficult, but I am also proof that it can be done. This young girl and her kite caught the wind and the kite went up into the clouds. A young man walked by and saw her and nothing else but a string seemingly hanging from the sky. He asked her, what are you doing? And she looks at him and responds, I am flying a kite. He looks at the girl in the string and he says, well, how do you know that the kite is still there when you can't see it? She responded, sir, I don't have to see it. I can feel it pulling me and moving me in the direction of the wind so it can soar higher and higher. Friends, I stand before you on this Pentecost Sunday, this Holy Spirit Sunday, concerned that as the church we are not soaring higher and higher. I stand before you concerned that our kites are barely catching the wind. Believers all over the world are wearing red to symbolize the Holy Spirit celebrating Pentecost as the birth of the church 
And yet today our church does not adequately represent the diversity and inclusivity that is described in this passage, nor within the community that surrounds us. I stand here concerned on this Pentecost Sunday. Our passage this morning begins when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. It is important for us to notice this assertion that they are all together in one place. An assertion that cries out for attention and for our imagination. Luke, the writer of Acts, does not merely say that they were together or all were present, but instead all together and in one place. Our imagination has the opportunity to kick in because we do not know the number of persons present, but we do know through the movement of the Holy Spirit, 3,000 were stirred into the faith. We do not know who they are, but the scripture tells us in verse 5, now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. So we know that everyone was there. We do not know the place that is specified, but here again we can imagine they were gathered and waiting after the ascension of Christ within the confines of the upper room in prayer and heightened expectation of what was to come next. This morning we find ourselves in the midst of an event that has been promised again and again. First by John the Baptist in Luke, and then the risen Christ in Acts chapter 1. They predicted this high moment in the church's history. The arrival of God's promised spirit with startling force. See, Pentecost serves largely to introduce the movement of the Holy Spirit. The arrival of the Spirit, it is not a private event. Let me say that one more time. The arrival of the Spirit is not a private event. It simultaneously involves the community, and in this passage there isn't confusion nor separation, but understanding and unity. They were all together and in one place. At Pentecost, there came a sound like a violent wind filling the entire house and divided tongues as of fire appeared among them. See, the Holy Spirit didn't rush in on this or that individual. The Holy Spirit did not appear to be siloed just to certain believers. The Holy Spirit did not manifest itself to a small group who happened to be near one another on Pentecost. The Holy Spirit rushed on the church and rushed on the body. It is the church that is called forth and birthed in this space because they were all together and in one place. Today, we must let the story, this narrative, have its way with us. 
We must ask the day of Pentecost to create in us a clean heart and to renew in each of us a right spirit so that we may share and see at Pentecost the power of God. This power of God calls us into diverse and inclusive new directions. Because similar to this passage, you too are all together in one place. Christina Cleveland, a social psychologist and theologian, a professor at Duke Divinity, writes, If God is always a mystery, then God is always in some way the unfamiliar, beyond what we're used to, beyond our comfort zone, beyond what we can explain or understand. Listen closely. Many first learn to love and know God through the familiar human face of Jesus Christ, through the familiar voice of a friend inviting us into a worship space. And from there, we come to recognize God's presence everywhere we go. Similarly, there are times and places to gather with people who are like us. But if that's all we're doing, if that is all we are doing, we are not growing and we are not loving in the world. They were gathered together and all in one place. I'm concerned that at times it feels as if we as the church are still waiting in the upper room, waiting for the fire and the wind, waiting to be empowered by the Holy Spirit, waiting to advance Christ's mission to the ends of the earth, waiting to experience God fresh and anew, waiting to witness God at work in us and in the world. Yet because Pentecost has already happened and directly applies to us, we no longer have to wait. See, Pentecost is not just a day. Pentecost is a moment that can happen anytime to anyone throughout the year. It is where through the Holy Spirit that the power of God erupts into this worship space, this space that occupies our hearts, this space that moves us as the faithful to empower the church, this space that calls us to be open, dynamic, and fluid in the most unconventional way. This space that is calling us to reach our community and reaching out to those who have been hurt by the church. They were all together and in one place. I'm concerned today that we are still in the upper room waiting. 
We are being called to reach out to those who have been excluded because of their sexuality. We are being called to reach out to those who have been excluded because of their ethnicity. We are being called to reach out to those who have been excluded because of their economic status. We are not being called as saviors, but we are being called to build relationships, to have friends and neighbors that do not look like us. And this can be done because we were all gathered together in this one place. The Holy Spirit did not and does not discriminate. So I ask you this morning, what if we had a radical reliance on the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us and direct us and mold us to change our hearts so we can reach out to those who actually need us. Where we could witness not only this passage come alive, but we would witness what David Bender describes as a weaving together of the generations through a spirit that brings life out of death hope out of despair. See, you all sitting here this morning recognize the darkness and distress of our world. You witness the growing gap between the rich and the poor, the growing manifestations of poverty and unchecked disease, the growing divisions between nations and within economies, and the growing intolerance of any opinion or ideal other than our own. See, Pentecost gives us the space so we can celebrate today the glimpses of the life-giving spirit of God at work. It is through love and prayer and grace that the Holy Spirit calls us to join in the work of the Spirit, to join in service, to join in building authentic relationships, to join in groups that are different from us. Because of the Holy Spirit, not of ourselves, we all gather together and in one place unified. Acts chapter 2 verse 17 tells us, in the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Not some flesh, not the chosen, not a few, but all flesh. The Holy Spirit doesn't unleash a burst of emotion. The Spirit plants and grows and blows where the Spirit wills. So let us take our kites and go where the Spirit blows. Or God is already at work where the discrimination and judgment is minimized and eventually non-existent. 
where we can imagine Pentecost doesn't just happen once a year, but at any time. Where our passage challenges each of us to find the spirit within us so that we can stand up for justice, utilize our authentic voices and gifts and talents with which to love and serve God. We are called to acknowledge the creative and life-giving power of the Spirit. which includes our samenesses and our differences, our communities and our connectional church, and all of the nations that do not look like us. It is because they were gathered in one place so many thousands of years ago we can be gathered in one place today, unified in the Spirit, going where God calls us to go, loving those who need to be loved the most. They were gathered together and in one place. Let us take the space in which God gifts us with every Sunday. The love that God gives us every day. And willingly give it to others no matter who they are. They were gathered together and in one place. Just like us. We are the body of Christ. Let the Holy Spirit lead us and guide us in spaces that may not look the way we want them to, but it's exactly the way God has called it to be. They were gathered together, just like us, and in one place. Let us be unified in all that we do for Christ. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.